Mahomes wins. Mahomes wins. It was in the script. Buffalo tried to do everything they could. Maybe you're cheering for Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And if so, congratulations. But I was rooting for my boy Josh Allen. And it was a heck of a game. No doubt about it. We have so much to talk about. We're here for both the fantasy football analysis and take. We're also here to talk about NFL football. We do both here on this channel. This is a news show. This is the fantasy football show, but it is it is also a news and NFL show. Uh, what a crazy two games we just witnessed uh, from a lot of different fronts, and we're going to break it all down in more it's inevitable. I feel bad for the Ravens because they're such a good team, but there's probably no way they can even possibly win the game. I don't know if you watched that football. I don't know if I'm creating some sort of conspiracy theory, but it was like a magnet was in it. It went straight. It was, it was going. It was going. It might have hit the pole maybe, and then all of a sudden it just took a beeline over for the right. I, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel right now. The fantasy football show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. A lot to go over right now. A lot to go over in this this uh, divisional round breakdown as we conclude and nail down the four teams to the four teams you see right in front of your face. The San Francisco 49ers will face off against the Detroit Lions. The Baltimore Ravens will face off against the Kansas City Chiefs. And that has been decided. We're down to four teams. This is what I love about football. There's some stuff that we all hate about football. The nerve-wracking kind of feeling you get, the pit in your stomach when you want something to happen. It doesn't happen. This goes for fantasy. It goes for NFL. But it also gives you the excitement to want to watch. So I don't take uh, extra offense to a a situation like this. I I don't let it gut me. But I certainly was about to have a heart attack watching that game. Um, and it just felt like, it felt like, A, the Buffalo Bill play calling was garbage when it came down to certain parts and sectors on the field. Like, it feels like when they get into the red zone or anywhere near the red zone, the play calling will change entirely. I know some will blame Josh Allen for not throwing it to Diggs, who is wide open on an underneath route, and instead he threw it into the end zone. But he did get hit. I know everyone's like, oh, that was a bad throw. He got hit. During that strike, that missile strike, he tried to throw into the end zone. It is what it is. The Buffalo Bills played amazingly. Josh Allen is quarterback one overall in fantasy football. You could make a lot of different arguments for who's the NFL number one. Real football analysis, who's the number one. You can say Lamar if you want. There's nothing wrong with that argument. You could say Patty Mahomes is the best NFL quarterback if you want. You could say Josh Allen is the best. You could say a couple of different names. You can't say Brock Purdy. You can't say, you know, some of those names that some people are going to want to talk about right now. I'm not saying he's not a top 10 quarterback. We're not going to go there tonight. But I'm just saying you are looking at two of the top three quarterbacks in the National Football League. Lamar Jackson, certainly in the conversation. Jalen Hurts, you know, is getting there. Um, He's definitely top five. 
and Stroud is climbing as well. There's a lot. Burrow, you could put in the top five for NFL quarterbacks. But in terms of fantasy, this is him. Let me introduce you to the number one quarterback in fantasy football without a hesitation, without an equivocation, without any sort of argument at all. Let me introduce you to Josh Allen, the number one quarterback in the National Football League in terms of fantasy football production. Or Smitty, I like, doesn't matter. This guy scored 50 touchdowns in this 2023-2024 entirety you know, of, of the season. 50 touchdowns. He's a touchdown machine. And maybe his team isn't fully put together. Maybe his team isn't quite equipped to, to, to handle the battle after battle after battle, but they have dead weight on the roster named Stefan Diggs. He's absolutely Smitty disapproved. Just been Smitty disapproved. Stefan Diggs, hold on a second. Hold on a darn second. Because I'm, before I even stand up and start ranting away. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. This man is dead weight. Stefan Diggs, Ziggy, how old is Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs is 29 years old. He was born on November 29, 1993, in Gaithersburg, Maryland, in the United States. Isn't Diggs is a wide receiver in the NFL Ziggy, and has continued off. Isn't Diggs 30? Isn't this the one where 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 Ziggy's wrong? <laughs> I feel like this is the one where Ziggy's wrong. I gotta manually check this guy. Uh Stefan. Diggs, age. He is 30 years old. Ziggy, Ziggy, what in the hell are you doing? Ziggy, isn't Stefan Diggs 30 years old? Ziggy, isn't Stefan Diggs 30 years old? Stefan Diggs is 30 years old. Son of a... He was born on November 29th, 1993. Damn it, Ziggy! You're making me look like a fool. This is my fact checker. This is my lead fact checker here on the Fantasy Football Show. He just said he was 29. Now he says he's 30. He doesn't even say sorry. Ziggy, if I could fire you, I would fire you. Oh, we got a delivery. Thanks, Ziggy. In Phoenix, Arizona. Ziggy, off. No Ziggy, off. Enough. You have en enough stage time. Stefan Diggs is dead weight. Stefan Diggs is worthless. Stefan Diggs, 30 years old will turn 31 during the season in 2024, is no better off, he's worse off, than a Cooper Cup likelihood to stay healthy and be dominant. He's no better off than any other player that's reached that peak and drop-off point. He has, he has reached it. 30 years old is the, you may, if you're lucky, have an elite partial season in terms of games played. Meaning Cooper Cup on the field, elite for as many games as he's on the field, but will miss several games. Will miss handfuls of games. Stefan Diggs, turning 31 during the season, has very little shot of being an elite wide receiver moving forward. You know why? Because he's not doing it in probably the best situation 
that he could be in. And you could say they don't look at him. They don't throw to him. This is a very different situation. Now, it is because of him. He's no longer that guy. And have you noticed lately, he isn't crying and complaining, maybe partly because he doesn't care, but that's part of what's dragging this team down. They need people that are hungry in this lineup, on this roster, delivering, and Diggs is absolutely holding the whole thing back. This is a machine, a a well-oiled machine that needs to fire off different components at once to make one smooth, oiled machine so it can march down the field and score touchdowns because 50 touchdowns isn't even enough for Josh Allen. He can get 55 next year. They need to get rid of Stephon Diggs. Maybe bring in Calvin Ridley. Maybe bring in T. Higgins. Maybe draft another wide receiver in the draft. Maybe get aggressive. But there are some players you could go after and get in this 2024 NFL free agency. But Diggs is dead weight. Trade him away. Get rid of him. I don't even know if you can. I don't know if anybody even wants him. But the funny thing is, Diggs was running his mouth earlier like a diva wide receiver, acting as though he made Josh Allen. That was the vibe that was coming off of Stefan Diggs. When's the last time you heard this man talking trash? You really haven't, because A, he doesn't care. B, he knows he can't back it up. That guy can't cash the checks he's trying to write in terms of the trash talk. He's done. You know who's stepping up? Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid is the trusted target of Josh Allen. We knew he was going to potentially rise as the playoffs marched on, and we see a little taste of what's to come. Now, the silver lining in the Buffalo Bills not advancing is that we got a big taste of what Kincaid's capable of without letting the cat completely out of the bag. So walking into 2024, guess who's going to be a good value? Dalton Kincaid. Guess who's a man that we're drafting over and over and over on this channel? Dalton Kincaid. So we're going to break down this game. We're going to talk about the, the, the good and the bad. We're going to talk about the other game as well. So don't worry. Buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be a wild ride tonight. We're going to have some callers. I'm sure we'll have some testy people as well. Uh, we'll figure it all out together. Uh, let me screenshot the, the stats here from this game so we can break it down and put it on screen and go over the, the, the fantasy football implications and and stat lines because there was a lot that went on in this game that we could talk about and extrapolate into fantasy football conversations. So here we go. Stats from the game. Again, KC wins this hard-fought battle. Okay, it came down to the end. It's not like Buffalo didn't play well. Both teams played amazingly. Had the Kansas City Chiefs won, I would have been sitting here going, what a hard-fought battle. Okay, so same thing on both sides of the football. Josh Allen, two rushing touchdowns, 72 yards on the ground, one passing touchdown, 186 passing. Dalton Kincaid, 5 for 45. But honestly, Dalton Kincaid's numbers don't even remotely come close to the, the, the impact it felt like he had on the field. And I forget if there was a, I don't know if it was Dalton Kincaid, but a play that, that got called back. I forget if that was Dalton's. 
Um, so Dalton Kincaid, and, and I don't know if you noticed the last like handful of, of weeks or uh, the last, you know, definitely a handful of weeks over the last like chunk of games, Kincaid's at the top of the wide receiver game log. Like if we box score Bobby this thing, every couple weeks we'll see Kincaid with the highest yardage total, 5 for 45. You know, he, I think last week he was the top guy too. But James Cook, 18 for 61, 3.4 yards per carry. I got bad news if you're a James Cook believer. I don't think this offense will ever be, at least right now, predictable on the ground. I know that there was some, oh, James Cook's going to be a top 10 running back next year. He's doing so good for a time. But now you're back to not knowing what to expect. And honestly, this Buffalo Bill uh, rush game is really Josh Allen and the short yard, you know, passing yardage stuff. That's their run game, really. And I don't hate it. It's not like you can't survive. I, I don't want anybody to come away from this game thinking they're lacking in a whole lot. It's co- It comes down to, this, down to some play calling. It comes down to some coaching decisions. It comes down to a damn kicker. That's for sure. Missing a... I mean, that, we haven't even talked about that yet. Bass totally dropping the ball. Uh, it makes me sick to my stomach to watch it. And the announcer says, oh, this guy's going to hit it. They asked him, coach asked him, hey, do you trust your kicker bass if it came down to it? Literally, the ball's right about to be snapped. And the ball's snapped. And he goes, yeah. And the coach said, oh, if he's got to kick it, he'll make it. Ball gets held. Boom. Ball goes up in the air. I'm not one of a big conspiracy theory, you know, type of, uh, of guy. I don't really have a lot of those. I do believe there are some corrupt referees. I believe some refs can can mess up a game. I don't think... I think even a ref could be bought, whatever. Like, we don't know that. that anybody's susceptible. We're human beings. So all that's in the in the realm of possibility in my mind. I'm not, I'm not crazy against any of that, that conversation. But, like, part of me thought, why did that football go like this? And get pulled over like it had a magnet and somebody accidentally went full throttle on the magnetizer and they turned the dial and the ball went and it just sucked to the to the right side of the of the field. It beelined over for Taylor Swift's suite. It was it was unbelievable. It was like it was like that and went that way. I'm not trying to create a crazy conspiracy theory, but my, my whole point in that is it felt like that the whole game. You know, I, I'm really actually shocked. That the referees called that football a touchback that got fumbled because I thought for sure if it's even close, they're just gonna side with the Kansas City Chiefs. Because it is it is true, it is true that the NFL wants Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, their three favorite darlings now in the Super Bowl. There's no secret that that's what the NFL wants. I don't think there's a script for it, but do I think there's some bias involved? Absolutely. Uh, and and I was very, very shocked that the, the refs came away with the touchback call because I thought, oh my God, if it's even close, they're just going to side with the Chiefs on this one. That one was... <sighs> that, that kick did look weird. It did look weird. It was like... And it just shook and went right. It just it, it hammered right. It was like a a, a a golf swing. It was crazy. Um, on the other side of the ball, Pacheco, 97 yards and a touchdown. That's a moon man. Congratulations to our moon man extraordinaire, Isaiah freaking Pacheco. 
Very, very, very excited and thrilled to see Isaiah doing Isaiah things in this game. He looks so good. Top 10 running back potentially next year. A lot to be considered. He runs really hard. He gets injured a lot. But, uh, man. Um, let's see here. Patrick Mahomes, 215 and two TDs. Mahomey had six uh, rushes for 19 yards on the ground. Pacheco, like I said, 97 and a touch. Travis Kelsey finally, like, stepping up. I don't know if you guys saw his little... Cute little sweetheart, you know, symbol he threw up to his girl up in the in the stands. Uh, he fi- he finally scored a touchdown, uh, and and I don't know if anybody saw the first touchdown, but she looked so thrilled, like they'd had this conversation at home, and finally she doesn't have to hear about him complaining at home about how he doesn't get used anymore when it's really his fault. He finally scores, finally steps up. I don't know what to make of him for next year. Wouldn't be surprised if he stepped away from the game because he knows he, he doesn't have it anymore and he could end on a high note. If they win the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey might walk away, him and his brother, and just retire into whatever podcast or whatever they want to do. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 5 for 75 and two touchdowns. It was a nice little day. Rasheed Rice got banged up, came back, was quiet for the most part, 4 for 47. Uh, but there was a lot of scoring that, you know, you could look at that went on, especially if you did underdog fantasy promo code Smitty uh, drafts. So make sure you're hitting this promo code. I'm going to drop it in the live chat right now and pin it in the live chat. Please hit that promo code, uh, por favor, and I'll drop it in the chat right now. Play underdog fantasy. Do the higher lows. Um, also do these these fantastic, unbelievably fun uh, drafts, the, the drafts that... that are between each of the rounds. So you're drafting for that specific round. And then as soon as the NFL Super Bowl ends, I believe at midnight that night, they'll probably open the Best Ball Mania and we'll jump on and we'll do some draft merit. We'll do a draft marathon. I think Super Bowl midnight after the game, we'll jump on and do a draft marathon of Best Ball Mania and Underdog Fantasy. And so you want to be a part of that. You'll want to be signed up. Hit promo code SMITTY. Hit that link that's in the in the live chat. I'm gonna go ahead and punch it right now and, and pin it in the live chat, and we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, and draft like big dogs on that day. Let me see if I can pin the the link right here. Link has been pinned. <sighs> Man, okay, so that that's uh, that's kind of wrapping up that right here. All I'm gonna say is Josh Allen in fantasy football is the number one quarterback. Walking into 2024, there's just really no way you you could make an argument for. You know, that you think Lamar is going to step up more or that you think, uh, you know, Mahomes will bounce back and they'll bring somebody in um, to replace kind of the Kelsey production. I don't, I like Rasheed Rice, but I'm not sure to, I'm not sure I'm ready to claim that he can not only do what he did this year, but also replace what Kelsey's been bringing to the table each year. It's just not feasible. So if they don't change anything, I can't see him being more than this, like, two TD an occasional big game guy and then you're you know he finishes around five six seven no matter what but is he really one two or three no lock to be that uh you could argue that maybe uh hurts you know they fix things in Philly and he jumps up but really it's Josh Allen he scored 50 touchdowns from start to finish this year unbelievable unbelievable and you can argue he can't close or finish a game. You got to win a Super Bowl to get my vote as being the quarterback number one in the NFL from a football perspective. I'm fine with that argument. I'm fine with whatever quarterback you have, as long as it's a top four or five arguable quarterback. But this is my quarterback. If I was starting a team, uh, well, 
You know, you have the refs on your side as well. <laughs> so you're kind of getting like a package deal. Um, but this this is a quarterback that I love. I admit I have a little bit of bias for, but like not not much. He's quarterback number one without hesitation in fantasy. There's just a little debate on in terms of NFL quarterbacks, if you will. Uh, but fantastic, uh, fantastic game regardless. This guy, Jameer Gibbs, is a freaking monster. Nine rushes for 74 yards and a touchdown in the Lions divisional round win against the Bucks, adding four catches for 40 yards. Over 100 yards, over 100 yards total and a touchdown and pure domination whenever he got the football. Look at the average. Okay, nine rushes, 74 yards. Four uh, four catches for 40 yards. This guy's an absolute acceleration monster. Yak machine in the making monster. Uh, uh, seven yard per carry running back monster. You know, you would call it like five and a half to six and a half on more regular carries next year. Whatever you want to argue. But all I know is this guy's a top five overall player heading into next year. And he's a freaking absolute monster. He's a Saturn man, if you didn't know. The Saturn men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. Spaceman. Gibbs, look at him. Spaceman. Look at him. The continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. This man, Jameer Gibbs, he looks better than Kamara looked coming out of college, more prepared to become Kamara. Schmitty, did you just say Gibbs was more prepared to become Kamara than Alvin Kamara was prepared to become Kamara? <laughs> Absolute monster. And I don't know. I mean, you're not even crazy to want to draft this man at one or two overall. Like, you're not crazy, okay? And another guy that's in the top five at his position, and that's not even being, that's being like generous, is this man Amon Ross St. Brown, who pulled in seven receptions on 14 targets for 77 yards and a touchdown in the Lions divisional round win against the Bucks. St. Brown is here to stay. Legend has it, if you say St. Brown three times in the dark in the bathroom, you will immediately lose your league. This man, St. Brown, is arguably top, I don't know, two to five if you want to get a little spicy up in here. But top five nonetheless, I think everybody agrees that he's got top five upside. I think everybody agrees that this Lions team win, lose, or draw against the San Francisco 49ers in this next uh, title game will not change at all. His situation will only be the same or better. And hats off to Amon Ross St. Brown. Hats off to Jameer Gibbs. Hats off to, to Jared Goff for really kind of, I don't know, putting all the naysayers 
in a corner and saying, shame on you for talking smack about me. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I may not be much more than a Baker or may be much more than a, a borderline top seven, eight quarterback. But guess what? That's enough with the surrounding cast to do it and do it live. Baker Mayfield might have felt like he turned into a pumpkin, but Jared Goff today did not. Jared Goff got back on the chariot, marched back to the ball, took the slipper all the way over to Jameer Gibbs and said, Sir, does this fit you? And he said it did. Absolute, absolute monsters. Not only in the making, because they're still in the making. They really are. We don't really know what his ceiling value is. We don't really know what Jameer Gibbs' ceiling value is. But they're climbing, and they're doing it live. And there's another man on screen here named Sam La Porta. And this man's got big hands, big energy, as Donald would say. Nine catches for 11 on 11 targets, 65 yards in the divisional round win against the Bucks, nine catches for 65 yards. This is the new Travis Kelsey. This is tight end number one. And everybody else is going to go get Sam Laporta coffee. Go get Laporta. Where's my Where's my coffee? This isn't my. This isn't coffee. That's some old graphic right there. Sam Laporta. Go get Sam Laporta coffee. Ziggy, go get Sam Laporta coffee. Do it now. Sorry, I don't know that one. Okay, he's an idiot. Okay, so 9 of 11, 65 yards, Sam Laporta. um, Big hands, big energy. Do it live. Uh, Let's see here. We got one super chat. I'll get out of the way here from Kevin. Kevin says, uh, Shakir looked good. Bills need one more weapon. I agree. They need to. They also need better... They need a better game plan. Uh, granted, they had to scramble, you know, coaching-wise this year, like midseason. They've been they've been kind of like scatterbrained about, I think, everything. And you know, maybe you give them the benefit of the doubt there, but I still feel like the play calling got weird whenever they were in position to take control. It's like conservative, scared coaching. Uh, a Rashad White nine rushes for fifty-five yards. In the divisional round loss against the Lions, adding four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. Very, very solid future. Uh, tough to know what the Bucks' um, situation looks like next year with Baker and such. Um, there's some talk about Baker. Could he go somewhere else? Has he earned enough? And then there's talk like this where uh, this is a report here from NBC Sports. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff being said here about the game, but then at the end it says NFL Network reported that the Bucks are considering using the franchise tag to keep Baker Mayfield this offseason. The Bucks likely won't have a better option at quarterback in 2024. So that would be good in a sense for, I think, everybody involved versus going down the road of some unknown deeper quarterback or some kind of free agent quarterback that's not very, very good. At least Baker is bringing something to the table. And he had a good season all in all. And if they don't bring in a competitive uh, back to take some of the first and second down work away from Rashad White. And I know the natural instinct for people is to say, no, they wouldn't do that. But he did average like 3.6 yards per carry during the entirety of the, of the NFL regular season. So there was some, some I think, letdown in terms of the running back 
efficiency between the tackles, even though the numbers were there, even from a fantasy perspective, he was amazing. So it depends on what they do. I feel like the way he finished and completed the year, especially at the end, might have this team going, no, White's our guy. We're not even worried about bringing somebody else in. Then his value goes to the moon. He's one of the best pass-catching backs in the National Football League. He was one of the first moon men back when we created the moon men for the very first time, so we clearly love his talent. Um, Admittedly, I wasn't sure what to make of his situation walking into this year, but Baker did an amazing job and kept everybody fed constantly. So uh, good on Baker. Hopefully Baker does return. Mike Evans caught 8 of 12 targets for 147 and a touchdown. This is one of the top free agent wide receivers walking into the 2024 offseason. Where does he go? Do they, they can't franchise tag them both? Where does he go? So we'll, we'll see what happens. Mike Evans certainly could, uh, could end up in, uh, in, a, in a solid situation. Uh, Mike Evans could end up in, let's say, let's call it... Uh, Man, I mean, it's tough to say. Like, who's going to take a stab at, at Mike Evans? Could it be like Denver? Could Denver make a bold move up and 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 take like a quarterback like I don't know, um, Bo Nix, or do they take a Penix Jr. or do they trade for Justin Fields using this 12 overall pick, and then do they bring Mike Evans in to catch footballs from from uh, uh, from Justin Fields? Like, there's so many different things that could happen. And and Mike Evans in Buffalo would be fantastic. Get rid of Diggs. Bring in Mike Evans. And I'm not saying Mike Evans is also an old dog. Like, let's not kid ourselves. But I think he does fairly well, at least for the amount of time he's on the field. But I would fully expect him to miss time because let's see how old he is. Ziggy, how old is Mike Evans? Ziggy? How old is Mike Evans? Mike Evans is 30 years old. 30 years old. On August 21st, so he turns 31. Like Diggs, him and Diggs are in the same boat. So not somebody you can count on having another 1,000-yard season. If anybody's an outlier, it would probably be him. So, you know, from a fantasy perspective, it depends on his ADP. I do believe his, his being 30 and the fact that People will understand that concept, and his ADP drops. He'll be different than another player that's ranking higher at 30. So games played, he could still do well. Expect him to miss a handful of games because he'll be 31 years old through the entirety of the season, and then you know we'll go from there. But this would be a great addition uh, to the Buffalo Bills in replacing Stephon Diggs if they were to get rid of Diggs. Diggs wants out. Diggs does not want to be in Buffalo. They don't want Diggs in Buffalo. Maybe they repair some stuff in the offseason, but I highly, highly, highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Uh, Evans to the Chargers. I would love that. Evans to the Chargers would be fantastic. I like to pull this board up just to visually look at it. Evans to the Chargers. Evans to, uh, to the uh, let's see, the Jets is even a possibility because they were talking about Devontae Adams. Maybe they go after a cheaper version. Maybe they bring in Hollywood Brown. Maybe they bring in one of these other free agent wide receivers like Ridley or Pittman or Hollywood Brown. Um, Gabe Davis will be a free agent, but you know what, what's Gabe Davis at this point? He's such a, a tough player to, uh, to, to you know guesstimate like what, what he could do elsewhere because he can't even really stay healthy anyways. Um, let's see, Denver, like I said, Mike Evans, um, Indy, 
Indy's got to replace Pittman if they let Pittman walk. If they don't franchise tag Pittman or something to that degree, they could. But Mike Evans catching footballs from Anthony Richardson. I mean, I don't mind that. Even if he missed four or five games because he's an older player. I'm, I'm including that with the guy I even like. you got to factor in the age and, and the age of decline. But it's certainly a, a conversation. Uh, the Bengals, they could lose T. Higgins via some sort of, you know, they, they could definitely franchise tag T. Higgins, but they could franchise tag him and trade him. Um, they could let him walk and then bring in Mike Evans. That would be fantastic. Um, Philly would be smart to just do it, you know. Green Bay, <laughs> Jordan, love Mike Evans. Do it live. Do it live. Uh, that is, I think, I think that's all she wrote as far as breaking down the news, uh, breaking down the games, the the two games, the 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 two final games leading into this final four matchup that we have now. Detroit winning today against Tampa Bay, KC beating Buffalo, and now we've got the final four: Baltimore, KC, San Francisco, Detroit. If you want to know what I think, I think San Francisco probably wins this game. Uh, And Baltimore, KC, this is probably the toughest game to call because you have what the NFL wants. You also have a new darling in Lamar. I think the NFL does very much enjoy. And so I think it's it's a win-win for them. But the, 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 the potential, I think, viewership and the sales and everything around Taylor Swift is going to pay a whole lot more to the NFL. So they're going to be, I think, pulling for this one. But KC, I don't think KC does it against that Baltimore D. I'm going to say Baltimore, San Francisco in the Super Bowl, and then we'll take it from there. Baltimore's a tough defense. The way San Francisco looked, the, the given how banged up they are, we'll have to know if CMC is going to be healthy. We have to know if Debo will be ready. We'll have to know if there are any other injuries that pile up after a Detroit Lion game, which will be tougher than I think people uh, are going to expect because the Niners are banged up. Like, could the Detroit Lions knock off an injured San Francisco team? Absolutely. It's certainly possible. But I think that if San Francisco advances, Baltimore, I think it's just such a tough defense. Their defense is so tough. Uh, you know, defense might win championships this year when you couple it with a top two to three quarterback, a guy playing like the number one in the NFL. Uh, him and Josh Allen, neck and neck. It had the, had had Josh Allen won this game, it would have come down to the two MVP likely candidates, and it would have been phenomenal. Now Lamar cements himself in as the NFL MVP. So let's go ahead and say congratulations to Lamar to the moon. Uh, for winning the MVP already. Lamar Jackson, congrats on that, pal. But uh, yeah, so um, that's probably, I, I guess at this point, to adjust and adapt to what we've seen, it's probably going to be Baltimore versus San Francisco, and they're banged up, so I'm going to lean Baltimore. I'm going to lean Baltimore. And the, the and Brock Purdy, I think, is going to get rattled by this Baltimore defense. It's going to get rattled. Because Green, Green Bay's got some good pieces to the D. I'm not trying to rip on Green Bay's D at all, but they're not Baltimore. Baltimore is going to put Brock to the test and Shanahan's going to have to adjust his game plan and adjusting his game plan is not something he's great at doing. This will be this will be crazy. This will be crazy game. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. Part of me part of me wants to live stream my reaction 
the entirety of the game, but I, I like enjoying the game and coming in here. And I think you guys do too, like like coming in and hearing my my and, and all of our takes of it after it's all done. If I'm live the entire time, then it's not as exciting. I think to pop in here and just be like, oh my god, let's break it all down because we've broken it down the entirety of the live stream. That's why I don't really do that. I mean, it's something I could do on this channel is live stream my reaction to the games and. But that's not the kind of stuff I like. That's not the content I like to create anyway. You know, because I'm just sitting there. It's boring. I like to come in and just break it all down. Um, Yeah, so. And, and then we got the NFL draft order, which is updated. I think I updated it correctly. Somebody can tell me if I messed up anything, but uh, I spitballed it real quickly. But here's the NFL draft order updated all the way to the. Wait a minute. What do I have wrong there? Oh, Detroit. Yeah. There we go. Detroit Buffalo. I think this is correct. Uh, 29. Let's see. 27. <laughs> I got I to gotta correct the numbers here. But I think this is uh, updated. I dragged it around a little bit earlier. Uh, 27. Buffalo 28. Uh, Detroit is now 29. And uh, Casey, I just put there. And honestly, you know, may maybe, maybe we just put Baltimore down. Maybe we just tell it like it is. So we go uh, San Francisco 31, Baltimore 32. Let's go ahead and edit that right here and save that. That is the draft order as of right now. So we'll break down all that. It's going to be such a fun offseason. I, I, I appreciate everybody being here. If you're new to my channel, if you came, came in tonight because you got caught in by the reaction algorithm right you know reaction to the games and you found me we're live more than anybody if you want a daily show that's live multiple hours per day specifically monday through friday at 8 p.m eastern you found your guy because your boy is live monday through friday at 8 p.m eastern every single monday through friday i'm also live whenever big news breaks and i do all kind of, this has got to be updated this is not entirely accurate anymore um, because I go live like when games end and I got to redo this part, but Monday through Friday, 8 PM Eastern live, whenever big news breaks and live, a lot of graveyard shifts. We're here a lot of graveyard shifts. Woo. That's, that's the breakdown. Uh, 38 minutes is all it took me. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial into the show. Dial into thy show. Your boy is here to answer your questions. Getting a little, getting a little toasty in here as I scream and yell and and pace around. So I had to uh, ditch the uh, uniform. Um, what a what a day! I think we got one more super chat in here. Uh, thank you, Ray G. Ray G. Dropped a wad on screen. Ray G. With a twenty dollar hauler. My boy Ray coming in strong. Alert. Super chat alert. Ray G, appreciate you. I'm drafting in the first best ball of the year so far here. Here's how it's going. 1.1 JJ Brees. 1.3, CMC 1.4, CD 1.5, Tyreek 1.6, Chase 1.7, Gibbs 1.8, Bijan 1.9, uh, Puka, and Kyron and AJ Brown. 
Interesting AJ Brown would go that high. That's kind of that's kind of high for for, you know, given what's going on there, given his injury potential. You know, it seems a little high, but at the same time, you know, I can understand somebody wanting that. But that's that's that feels pretty par for the course, Ray G. Appreciate you sharing that ADP with us. The early consensus data at least in his draft. Um thank you Ray G. Appreciate you Ray G to the moon. Uh Travis, you're live. Appreciate you. Thanks, Randy. Um, so besides Diggs not coming down with that deep pass, I kind of feel like that uh, P.I. call was like a real game changer, like big momentum swing. I, I was just wondering what you thought of that call, you know, the inside the, or outside the five yards. Um, I, I felt... Or whatever. I, the ball was still in his hands, I thought. Yeah, they did another angle that showed that the ball might have been out of his hands when the hit was taking place. But I think, I I, I think it's, I don't really, yeah, I don't really, like, I don't think I'm going to pin it on any one thing. Like, the Bills lost the game. They had a chance to win it, and they didn't. Bass missed a kick, but that wasn't the only factor either, but that sucked. Uh, Josh Allen could have hit Diggs in in the, uh, it wasn't in the flat, but it was a short route, an underneath route. Right. And instead, he threw a missile into the end zone. But I don't even think that was bad because he got hit when he threw the ball, and so it went short. And everybody's like, "Why did he do that?" Right. If he would have, if he would have struck a missile into the end zone, everybody would have said, "Oh man, he's such a maverick." And so, like, you know, that's the style he plays to. And and I think that it comes down to, for me anyway, they're the they were the fifth best team in my mind, like as of right now. And I, I think that. I think that they are fifth or sixth best. However, you want to rank the, the the teams that just lost, you can put one over the other. But I'm saying they're the fifth best team in the National Football League this year. That's not a bad season. Mm-hmm. He scored 50 total touchdowns from start to finish. He was in the MVP race the entire way. He still probably is in it, like to some extent. But like Lamar's winning it now. There's no way that Allen's going to win it. But he's certainly in the MVP consideration. Like, he had an amazing year with a lot of changing of the offense, you know, in the middle of the year. You have Diggs dropping off and his needing to adjust and adapt to who's going to be his most trusted targets. Uh, Knox has been injured back and forth all year, um, even in this game. Uh, Kincaid was developing, and God, the rapport looks really good between those two. There's a lot of good to come out of this season, and I think Josh Allen wins one yeah. Super Bowl, at least one Super Bowl in the next three years. I, I think they're on their their way to building. They just need a they have a they have a little tweaking that needs to occur. They're a top five team in the National Football League. There's nothing to 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 get upset about, you know, or cry about. It, it's just you know there are there there better teams right now. I I, I think that. I think had they faced Baltimore, it would have been just as tough of a battle. It could have been the near exact outcome. Baltimore's got such a good defense match with Lamar. It makes it at this point, given the Niners are banged up even a little bit, it makes it hard to like size up anybody against Baltimore if the Niners don't come fully healthy. And even if they come fully healthy, they're a little rattled right now so there's definitely a possibility that either team could win maybe maybe san francisco doesn't even escape detroit like there's still a possibility this banged up team this team coming off a high underrated defense got the ability to run the ball and control the clock i just think that we'll have to see but 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 certainly feel like baltimore their defense is so good They're, they're they're really it's so tough to do anything short on them 
Like, they're, they're such a tough, tough swarming defense. They swarm you. Three or four guys tackle you at, at every 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 turn. Like, I don't know that Pacheco's going to have as good of a day. Mahomes is going to have to step up. You know, and if Rice, who got banged right. up a little bit, if Rice is still banged up at all, and Kelsey's, you know, not fully Kelsey, you know, at all times, he picks and chooses when he can bring it all and put it all together, they're going to have a tough time making plays against this Baltimore you know, uh, uh, defense. And if, if, if let's say Lamar and the Ravens get out to an early lead, then it's going to be hard to come back from that. But they do have what appears like the NFL momentum in their favor. Again, that can only help you so much, but it definitely feels like it does play into things. I was so shocked that they did not call, uh, that they called that, a a, a um, a touchback on that one reviewed play because oh, I thought for sure they were just going to yeah. say too close to overturn. Like I was like, there's no way, but, but to answer your question, right. to answer your question, I feel like no matter what that call, whichever side Casey was on, it would have went in their favor. That's the way I felt about the game. But you know, I think it could have been like, if I'm yeah. being completely honest, it could have been the right call. I think if I put myself on the other side, I think I'm a very objective person with that kind of stuff. If if I was if I was on the other side of the fence, I'd have been like he hit him. The ball was out, you know, it was slightly out, and he hit him. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I, I guess the way I, I guess I just don't like those. Like, yeah, really, agree, really agree. Calls being called in those situations, agree. but you know, agree. Like you said, it could go either way. I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think I think you make a good point that like what the way I prefer is when they're too close to call, you let them play. <laughs> like it's just because. Then you got to go to all the other too close to call things that they didn't call, and then you can be ticky tacky about it and go, "Well, Casey got to win there," you know, or or whatever. But right. I, look, to be honest with you, not to be like petty about anything, the fact that they got that touchback was enough for me to not to, to say that this wasn't completely out of the hands of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. They had a chance, they didn't, but they still put up an amazing, like hard fought battle to the very end, like the bitter end. That was it was a great game. It was a great game. No, you, nothing uh, to be ashamed of. Do you think they, uh, just uh, real, real quick, and I'll let you move on. Um, do you think they keep McDermott? And if they were to move on, do you think Belichick becomes a candidate? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, that's a great question. Um, as we said from the beginning of this playoff or this coaching carousel hunt, that, that really some of the teams that Bill might consider might not even be in play. You know, until later on, and we're like, oh my God, they're in play. You know, Dallas is, oh my God, Dallas is in play, then Dallas is not in play. Oh, Philly might be in play, Sirianni, and then they keep Sirianni. So, I mean, you never know. I think when you take your team this far, it's ludicrous. Like, I'm not saying I don't feel like the play calling, the play calling frustrated me. But at the same time, there's not enough to go against that to say that they're like you you replace a coach that goes all the way to the bitter end like this that's ridiculous but but do they need to do they need to figure something out do they need to i don't know they, they need to bring in somebody Diggs is a waste of space Diggs is literally like an anchor that's weighing down the boat because he's not he, he a he doesn't care a he doesn't try half the time and the other part the other component is it's affecting josh allen because when Diggs was open, he didn't trust Diggs, so he's throwing it a further pass downfield into the end zone because he doesn't trust that Diggs is either going to catch it or care to even catch it. 
you know, or put his body out there to try and lay out for it or whatever the case may be. So it's affecting Josh Allen to make the right decisions because he's factoring that in on the fly. He's like, I'm dropping back. I got digs over here. I got higher, lower percentage catch, uh, higher percentage chance of disappointment over here on digs. Launch it downfield. Like, I don't think people really realize all that's going through his head. And Diggs is a liability, yeah. just weighing down the team. Get rid of him. Bring in a wide receiver like uh, Ridley. Bring in a wide receiver like Michael Pittman. Bring in a wide receiver like Higgins or Evans or Hollywood Brown even. Or draft, you know, draft somebody, whatever the case may be. The Buffalo Bills don't have a great pick in the draft because they're a, a fantastic finishing team here. But they could trade up if they want to get aggressive. They could go get a doomsday. They could go get uh, a handful of players. Like, like, if it was me, I'm such an aggressive like thinker with all this stuff that I would 100% turn this 28 overall pick into neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, you know, something like that. Or maybe they get Henderson. They draft. A, they finally draft like a RB. I don't know. I, I don't think Cook is the answer like everyone else does. I know I'm going to take a little heat from that, but I, I just don't think Cook is a... We, we also... We also do, though, have Zach Moss leaving Buffalo and becoming really good. Singletary leaving Buffalo, becoming really good. So there is that aspect of they just don't use certain players and they're better when they leave Buffalo. But at the same time, they haven't really drafted a, a player that's considered the number one or number two or number three running back in the in the class. You know, they they need they need to do that. I think in in front to, to finally have I think the confidence to say, hey, let's run the ball more. You know, because I don't know. But they, they got a good team. Top, top five, top six team in the NFL. No doubt about it. Diggs has to go. Once Diggs is gone, I think that that, that strengthens the, 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 the core, the group, the boys. And it also opens the door to bring another piece in that is going to be reliable. But, but Kincaid looks like he's his trusted target. I love that. I love that. Kincaid's really developing. Yeah, that's, that's definitely good. And um, Henderson went back to Ohio State, right? Yeah, he's Henderson is a, a nice, nice running back prospect. That uh, if he, but he's, he's not coming out this year, though. Uh, he went back to Ohio State. Oh, did, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, my bad. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I just want to be sure. I wasn't, wasn't yeah, no, 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 no. My fault. My fault. Let's see here. Let me pull up. Uh, uh, that would that would have been a nice, nice piece for somebody. I was kind of disappointed. To see yeah. Rookie running back class. Yeah. We got we gotta break down this rookie class for sure. Um so like there's a potential for Trey Benson, Blake Corum, Bucky Irving. It's a really weak running back class, to be honest with you. It's like there's there's nothing even remotely close to um I would say there's nothing even remotely close to what was considered to be like RB3 in this previous draft class. I don't even think Blake Corum, Blake Corum in the right spot will be very good. Like if Blake Corum follows his head coach into like the Chargers situation, then I then I really do kind of like Blake Corum. I think Blake Corum could develop really well. But he's a he's like a smaller guy, very stocky, built very well for his size, but I he's got to go to the right place. He has amazing contact balance, um, but he's oftentimes ranked like number one or number one, number two, number three, or number four in a lot of rankings because people are just a little scared that he's not going to translate. His size won't translate, 
He's a very special kid. His mind, he's a very special person. Like, he's a very high-character guy. He's a hard worker, smart. I love, like, if he goes to the right spot, I love him. But past that, you got Jonathan Brooks. You got Trey Benson. Um, Yeah, no more Henderson. My fault. Bucky Irving. Uh, I like Bucky Irving, but he's also not. Like yeah, he's also kind of like hard to know if he'll, he'll translate his his particular like body style and and everything. Um, but I think like Trey Benson's nice, uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Brooks is nice, and Blake Quorum's nice. But those guys are all potentially like second round picks. Like they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna necessarily. Um, mm-hmm be somebody that I think you draft there none of them stand out enough where the consensus is like this is the top guy everyone's kind of all over the board with the top three or four running backs so I don't think Buffalo would spend this pick on 28 which is my long-winded answer to that uh we got, we, Bro- we got Brooks is nice B- Bucky's cool you what I just said you got a little spoiled with the running backs past couple of yeah. years. Yeah, and I, I got my running back stuff coming up. I mean, we broke down the uh, we broke down the tight ends, or we did a, a t- you know Bowers and a few of, of of those, and then we did quarterbacks. So running backs are next. Running backs are next. Uh, a lot a lot of players have been you know going back to school and and uh, you know and, uh, announcing their they're declaring for the NFL draft, and so I'm going to cycle through now that all those those you know those determinations are official i'm gonna cycle through and and re-rank everything but i'm just gonna be honest with you my running back rankings will not for the probably the first time in in the last like eight years my running back rankings will not have the the type of vibe they used to where it's like top 10 running back we got two of them <laughs> you know like that's me ask yeah, anybody right. ask anybody about me and they'll uh, and and they'll say smitty loves rookie running backs he absolutely loves rookie running backs. This year, I don't really love rookie running backs. I, I like Blake Corum if he's with Harbaugh in like the Chargers situation. I like Blake Corum if he falls to, and I don't think he'll go this high. I'm just pointing to the Chargers on the board. They take him in the second round. I like Blake Corum in Buffalo. I think that would be interesting. I like Blake Corum in Baltimore, maybe. Like those are the those are the maybe Dallas maybe Dallas I think uh, Brooks would be good in Dallas Benson would be good in Dallas like a couple of those landing spots uh, could turn could turn this mediocre running back class into one that could br- produce a top ten running back but in my running back ranking video breakdown the one thing you will hear me say is landing spot is required required to make one of these running backs a top ten running back required. There's, there is no talent-based, talent will shine through and rise above the, the the abyss no matter what and rise like a phoenix and become, you know, that's not in this class. But situation is king, and you look at guys like I always give yep. an example of Arian Foster in Houston. If anybody played when Arian Foster played, played fantasy football when Arian Foster was yeah. a, a monster, oh, yeah. he was not the best running back in the league. He was not even close to being no. the most talented running back in the league. He was in the most perfect system. It took a good running back. He was not bad. He was not mediocre. He was good, really good, and it turned him elite. Not just yeah. fantastic or great. It turned a good running back two tiers above to elite because of the situation. Priest Holmes was a good to great running back, and he became elite because of the Kansas City Chief offense 
And Tomlinson was elite in talent and skill. Barry Sanders was elite in talent and skill. A big difference between, you know, a good running back, Blake Corum, a good running back, Brooks, a good running back, Benson, a good running back, Bucky Irving. Those guys are good running backs that require an elite situation, and they could, in turn, be a top 10 running back if it so happens. Don't be, don't be bass. And miss like the like miss the like button. Hit it, says Blackbeard. Thank you, Blackbeard. Yeah, don't bash the like button. Don't pass it by. Oh, bash you! All right, hold on, Travis. Uh, Ron Navy, you're live. Good brain. Oh, hey, what's going on? You're on hey, you know, there might be something to that magnet stuff. You know, they uh, all NFL balls have chips in them, right? It, it might like guys. That's I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy like That's artist or opinion. anything. But did, did am I not the only one that said that that ball? Like, do you? I, I know you're kind of like joking with me, but did that ball not look like oh, it had an unnatural pull? Every single football has a chip in it. That's why fans aren't allowed to keep them anymore. It, you, that, you know that is a that is an interesting fact, Ron. That they they like go into the that stands and rip them from like mothers with children. They're yeah, breastfeeding they a woman's breastfeeding a baby with the ball under the, the child's head, and they'll come in and just steal the ball out from the lady's hand. We'll we'll give you an autographed jersey and ten thousand dollars later, but we need the damn ball. Like, why are they yep. so panicked about the ball? It, it's very interesting, because, Ron. Because chip in it has they uh, the ivory ball has a chip in it that's why look it up if you don't believe me but no i'm not i I, i'm not disagreeing with that but i'm saying what else is going on with the ball like that ball i'm not again i'm not a conspiracy guy but that ball was like this and you can see the wind and i know you could have a you know corkscrew kick you could do a curveball like i i understand physics of 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 the the football and a baseball and the trajectory of everything but that ball didn't have all of those characteristics involved when you look at the flagpole and there's no the 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 flag is straight down the wind was not you know a factor and all of a sudden it goes like this <laughs> it didn't it didn't curve slowly it went literally for the pole and then it just took a beeline in almost an entirely different direction i i mean i know i might be getting a little crazy here someone might say i'm getting wild but it felt weird. It felt like, what in the hell happened to that ball? It was like a like it hit a bird. It, it was like it was like it hit something. It went like that way. Unbelievable. All right, go ahead, Ronald. Exit stage right. Exit stage right. It hit a swifty but, towel. You know, I told you. I told you Kansas City was going to win last night because of the swifty money. Well, I mean, I, I knew there's a there's a chance. I was just rooting for the Bills. I mean, I, I get you. I, I mean, mean that, that 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 I mean that shouldn't have been called a penalty. That ball wasn't out of Mahomes' hands. It yeah, it was close. Passing a, it I agree, wasn't out of his hands. I I, I agree with um. Well, there's another replay that they showed Ron that actually did show it like be almost exactly the same. But I agree with what Travis said that when it's like so close that you're literally like this, you can't, you're like looking at the fingertip, you're trying to like find the separation and you're trying to find the contact point of the two players, you got to let it go. Like I agree with that. Travis had it nailed. You just, it doesn't matter what side was actually correct. If you slowed it down to like 
you know, these like touch points where you're zoom, like you just got to let it go. Like that there's, it's too close to be calling, especially when you're going the other, like that, that flag came out, that flag coming out felt like the referees got some sort of like alert and they're like, throw a flag. <laughs> and it was like, oh, you know, yeah, this yeah. is Roger. Good. I mean, this isn't Roger. In their earpiece, they heard a Roger. I mean, this is Steve from accounting. Throw a flag now. And it was like, okay, what are we calling here? And it was so late. I do agree it was garbage. Um, mm -hmm. But the, I still don't blame that because the Bills had a chance. But that, that ball, there's like a magnet in it. I don't know. This is crazy. It is crazy. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, uh, of 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 Gibbs, St. Brown, um, the the Lions? Ron, yeah, I know you're. I know you're very anti San Francisco because you love getting under the skin of Niner yeah. fans. But like, uh, yeah. what what are you predicting here? I can almost guarantee what you're predicting. Yeah. No, Detroit. Detroit is going to lose to San Francisco. Oh. Not because of Debo. Debo sucks. He can't stay healthy. Oh. He can't help his team. But because McCaffrey's going to end up running right through that defense and he's banged up though. and running him right to the. He's banged up though. It don't matter. McCaffrey's still going to do it. I, I just San Francisco's going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, you you still feel it's Baltimore? Will, you still feel Baltimore will win though, right? Ron, Baltimore yeah. is going to win. Okay. That's, that's what, yeah. That's what the thing. That's Who what the script says. Funny, strong. That's like mafia money. But, 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 Ron, to your script point, though. The script strikes again. I said, yeah, I said Debo sucks because he's always no, been injured. And I know. He can't stay on the field. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the script. No, you're a very I'm, script I'm, oriented I'm, guy. You're very, very script. You're a script uh, theorist or whatever. A the theolo uh, theologian. Um, how come KC is not going to win this game, though? Through the script and refs. No, they football could. Should they? No. Because Baltimore is the so much better. Strikes again. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if Kansas City wins it. Mm -hmm. I think it's up to Taylor Swift because they're probably going to make their, like, a surprise performer at the halftime show, so it'll be, if you want to root for a boyfriend, I'm telling you, you want to, like, really get ready I'm telling you, half, at halftime, Taylor Swift's going to come down, and she's going to get on one knee and ask uh, Travis Kelsey to marry her. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen at halftime. Just going to love it now for getting married. Initiate full load drop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, hang hang tight there, Ron. Uh, Theo, you're live. Yeah, I just traded for uh, Kincaid in my dynasty league. I might have uh, paid paid up a tiny bit, but um, you let I me be, you, you let me be the judge of that. Would you trade a mid to late twenty five first? Most likely a late 25 first and a 26 third and a 25 third. I don't care about thirds. For Kincaid? Yeah. Is it a premium? Yeah. It's a no. tight end? No. A, a late first for Kincaid. Is it a tight end premium league? No, it's not. Okay. Um, I You know, I don't hate it. Uh, I don't hate it. 
I, I love Kincaid. So if that ends up being true and you're you're not just you know fudging this to make it sound better, then I'm fine with that. Like a late, like you're talking about like a Quentin Johnston. Like okay, give me Kincaid. It's a, you know you're struggling at tight end. This is a top top five tight end. You know right here, Kincaid. I don't mind that at all. It depends if this if this pick turns into something different. Then, but yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, you did overpay a little bit, but if you're gonna be winning because of this move, then it's okay to overpay. So I, I, I think I, so because I have Allen, Gibbs, Love, Nico, Kincaid, JSN, and Jordan Addison, and the 102 now. So I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. And the 12 man. So. I got I got McBride ahead of Kincaid, but I think Kincaid definitely is in the three to five tight end conversation, for sure. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right, Theo. Anything else? Nah. Um. No. All right. Good talk. I'll be on the, the right. channel later. But yeah. All right. Call back if you got another one. Dynasty live stream probably later. Later. Um, Travis. Uh, anything else? I don't necessarily need to hang up on you yet. I'm just curious if you got anything else. And then Ron, if you got anything else, chime in. I had actually, I actually been wondering. I, I don't know if I had missed it. I missed a few shows last week when I was sick. But um, what Ron thought, this is kind of off topic, but I was curious since we got Ron on the line, what his thought is about quarterback for, for the Steelers this this coming season. Like, yeah, new, news. I, I, I know he would want Cousins. No, he doesn't want Cousins. He doesn't want Cousins. He doesn't want Cousins. He wants Cousins to stay put. He's already said that very, very clearly. He wants Pickett. It's Pickett's team. He wants Pickett to get a shot. But um, there is a report. You what? I take Stroud. Okay. I told you that. (laughs) But he's not available, Ron. There's talk about no, trading him straight up for Pickett, but they said uh, we need a little bit more. <laughs> they already came out and said uh, going into next season's training camp that it's going to be Pickett, Pickett's job to lose. It's going to be a competition. And uh, so yeah, they've already said that what like him or not doing. So, so who, who would you want I them just, to bring I, in? Since we're we're, we're, we're going to end up with... We're going to end up with another mediocre, regurgitated uh, out, out. In the, you know, if we make the playoffs, out in the first round again. As long as Tomlin's there, we're, we will not. We will not go far at all. It'll be the same, same old regurgitated season over and over and over again that it's been for the last hey. umpteen years, over a decade with piece of crap coach Tomlin. Real quickly, hold on, hold one second. All at a. That. Hey, you know what's funny about that? You know, everybody said yeah, wants to do the offense, and everybody's like puts Tomlin on a pedestal, right, Travis? But yeah, the last five playoff games, if if Tomlin is such a great coach and he's a defensive specialty specialist, right? That's that's he's always been a defensive specialist. How does teams put up 144 freaking points against the Steelers yeah. defense I, in five playoff games? Well, pick, okay, but, but but part of Tomlin's part of Tomlin's problem is he needs to acknowledge Pickett's not the guy. Uh, hang hang tight, hold on one second, Ron. Ten dollar hauler from Superfish. All NFL uniforms and balls have Amazon chips in them. Um, yep, that's how they create a dot for the plays that everyone watches. 
Um, yeah, and I and, and I agree with that. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't acting as if I didn't know that. I was saying, you know what, Ron's got a point of how they go after the football when it goes into the stands because there's probably a magnet in there. <laughs> there's a there's a drone inside the football, and it just goes that way. Unbelievable! Thank you, Superfish, for the ten dollar hauler to the moon. And and for anybody that's that's talking about Stroud Stroud right now. Stroud is obviously a top five quarterback walking into the future. Um, I think I think it's important to make sure you're not valuing him necessarily number one or drafting him as the number one quarterback. I think if you're going to, like I always say, not put all your eggs in one basket, try and get him in spots where maybe someone's undervaluing him a little bit and he's you get to draft him as QB four or five and not QB one or anything like that because he's still got a lot to, to prove. He gets Tank Dell back. Um, you know, he come, came off a, a pretty a pretty bad fantasy contest, right? Where he had zero touchdowns. So I think his value will be not as hyped up as it could have been had he won that game, thrown for three or four touchdowns. So I think you'll see him settle into the four, five, six QB territory. So anybody wanting to jump the gun, you're doing yourself a disservice because if he is QB two or QB one or QB three, which I'm not saying he can't be. You need to make sure you're getting him at the right value because there's a lot of Stroud truthers out there, and I don't blame you. And you're 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 in the right place. Um, I actually redid the Stratosphere uh, uh, button here. Hold on, let me let me find this. I I didn't like the way that I had it. It was very very bland, and so I spiced it up a little bit. Here you go. If that's not the loudest hard-hitting animation we have yet, I don't know what is. So there you go. Uh, spiced up, spruced up, let it ride. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into the Steeler talk because we've already done that. Um, you know my feeling. I don't think Pickett's taking you anywhere. And if that's the case, that, that Tomlin's going to ride with him and, 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 and bring it. doesn't matter what Pickett does, doesn't do. Tomlin's yeah. not taking us anywhere except to Loserville in the playoffs. Okay. Well, I mean, he, he needs another Tomlin, If you take Tomlin's 15-year record with the same amount of years that, that Cower coached, Cower has a better win-loss record than, than Tomlin. He has a winning playoff record. Tomlin has a losing one. He had more divisional, um, divisional titles than Tomlin. Cower was the coach. Cower was it. Tomlin yeah. All right. sucks. We got it. We got it. We got it, Ron. We got it. Let's... One last thing. One last All right. thing. One last I, thing. I know. You always you know, stop it. Stop it for a second. You... Damn. All right. Hold on. The um, It's not the BB5 uh, is coming out. It's Big Board. You, you kept on saying Best Ball Mania. It's not Mania that's going to come out. It's, it's the Big Boards that will come out. Oh, Big Board first. Yeah, yeah. Big Board first. Okay. Yeah. As soon as the Super Bowl ends, Big Board City. We're going in doing uh, a draft marathon at midnight after the Super Bowl. Um, uh, uh, Ray G is drafting right now. He says Stroud was the seventh quarterback drafted so far in his league. Now, this is one man's league. Ray G, we love Ray G. He's a unicorn, by the way. 
Um, unicorn meaning he's dropped a hundred plus super chat on this channel. He is a unicorn. So this is one man's draft, but in this man's draft, Stroud was QB7, which is fantastic. So th- this is what I'm talking about. There's great news out there. Stroud kind of falling flat in the final game played in the playoffs. Zero touchdowns is really, really good for his his fantasy football uh, value. Uh, Theo, you're live. A- again, Theo, what can I help you with? Oh, I just wanted to say that the... Um... Sleeper ADP should be updated next week. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard that before. It, like all last year, it didn't seem to be updated at all, bro. So I, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see. Last I heard year, it from a, yeah, I, I've one heard of the people that managed well, the well the ADP. So I, you know, it might be wrong, but that's just what I heard. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see because it, it wasn't. It seemed like it wasn't updated all year. Last year, it was it was definitely behind the times. It, it, like Alvin Kamara, I always liken it to a person with a mullet. You know, when they had a mullet, when it was out of style, they never cut it, and then mullets came back into style, and that guy just happened to have one. The guy that never cut it, and everyone's like, "Sweet mullet, bro!" And he's like, "Awesome!" Like that's how it was with Alvin Kamara's ADP. He he should have dropped all the way down, and they didn't touch Alvin Kamara's ADP. He lingered. He stayed right in like the four or five round territory while while Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty, Underdog had him in the round six, seven, eight because that data was fresh and updated. But yeah, Kamara just lingered in like the fourth, fifth round. People were forcing him earlier and they kept drafting him earlier because when you're on the clock and you're seeing an RBs there and Kamara was sitting there. So his ADP was jacked up all year long. And then when Kamara finally climbed back up, all of a sudden Kamara was right where he needed to be. He just ironically it's crazy fit. Del Kyron, Achan, Jaden Reed, all your guys are buried down there. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I, I get steals on them sometimes. Yeah, but like you're drafting with a bunch of, you know, box score bobbies. It, if, it, if they, it, it might be like half a round early. Yeah, you're mock drafting. Like, big, still, like you, you still Kyron away because he's still buried on the ADP, and it's like, what are you going to do, celebrate over it? Like, somebody can't find him in time. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you doing mock drafting with a bad ADP anyway? That, that's a good way to make yeah. it feel, yourself feel better, though, for a day. If you're having a bad day, just go mock draft with bad ADP, and you look like a genius. All right. Hey, thank, <laughs> thank you, Theo. Appreciate you. Later. Call yeah, back if you have another. All right. Uh, Travis, anything else before I potentially uh, close the phone line down? Or if anybody else wants to call in real quickly, do so. Uh, Travis, what else you got? Um, the, uh, the one thing I was going to say about, uh, I think it could be a good game, 49ers and Lions, but uh, Goff's kryptonite is when he gets pressure in his face, he can make bad decisions. So, if the Niners are able to get to him, I think it could be a long day for him. You know, which is true for anyone, but Goff very specifically was really protected this year. And they did a great job of keeping a clean pocket for him. And this could be his, you know, tough time for him. If yeah, Go- Goff's like kind of only good in certain environments. I don't know that this is going to be what he right. is. You know, this is one of those. I'll be rooting for the Lions, obviously. And this isn't a, I hate the, like everyone says I'm a hater of the Niners. I'm not. I'm just a fan of 
of players. That's the nature of what I do. I'm rooting for Jameer Gibbs and, and St. Brown to continue to showcase their Moon Man extraordinary characteristics. So I'm rooting for them. Um, I do have a natural uh, inclination to, to 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 cheer and root for the Buffalo Bills because there's some family ties there. So they're definitely like my second team. Um, the Cardinals, I'm I'm from Arizona, so I'm a Cardinal fan, but I'm a huge Buffalo Bill fan as well, a huge Josh Allen fan. So I admit that. I, I don't hide that or anything like that. But I'm very, very, I believe, objective to to a, to a major degree. I don't think, like when someone says, oh, that's why you love Josh Allen so much. Am I that off base when he scored 50 touchdowns from start to finish? QB1 in fantasy? Like, how... How off base am I because I have some some you know fandom maybe creeping in there? Like give me a break. You know, maybe in the argument of is Josh Allen the best NFL quarterback outside of fantasy because he throws interceptions, can't win the big game, whatever. I understand. You know, Lamar's still gotta prove that too. He probably will though. You know, he's probably going to the Super Bowl. So I I don't I I don't think, you know, negatively toward Lamar, but it's just like you know, I, 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 I love Josh Allen, and I think that's a very objective take. Would I rather have Mahomes over him if I'm starting a team from scratch? I could debate both sides, to be honest with you, because Mahomes is proven. He's had one bad year this year, and people are forgetting about how he was the anointed best NFL quarterback by a landslide. The next Tom Brady, going to break Tom Brady records type of good, and after literally less than 365 days in one full calendar year, you don't hear people talking about him like that right now, which is crazy to me. So he's clearly in that conversation. And objectively, I would sit there and waver strongly between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Um, but I do think Josh Allen over Lamar for me, but I understand the the Lamar Jackson take. Lamar Jackson, I think people got to remember, he had three straight years before this year where he also didn't get it done and he kept getting hurt and he you know Josh Allen runs a lot too but Josh Allen's a little bit bigger boy and you know anybody can get hurt though so whatever uh but yeah it's uh it's gonna be interesting man Perps in the building Perps says Kirk Cousins to Pittsburgh book it wow Perps says Cousins to Pittsburgh I don't know if that's gonna happen but I, I would say you know there's a lot of talk about Bill Belichick if we want to go on this in this direction here uh, a lot of talk about Bill Belichick and Kirk Cousins right now because there was a report saying that Kirk Cousins would be willing to play with Bill Belichick uh, and Atlanta is being strongly tied to Bill Belichick. However, a report came out today suggesting that the Atlanta Falcon head coaching job is wide open. It's not locked down to Bill yet. Not to mention uh, that uh, the Chargers... Um, situation for Harbaugh is still very much in play and Atlanta is going to have I believe their second interview with Harbaugh next week this coming week so Bill Belichick signing is not intimate it's not like right in front of our face it's not like there's there's necessarily something in motion because they're already scheduling another interview with another coach so we'll we'll have to see but if Bill Belichick did land in Atlanta Kirk Cousins is willing to play for him, wanting wanting to potentially play for him. It would be very, very interesting. And Ron brought this up the other night, saying Kirk Cousins in Atlanta would be interesting. So that we've we've talked a little bit about it already, but uh, well, I'll let Ron touch on it now. Kirk Cousins, 
likelihood, Ron, in your mind, in your guesstimation, try and take the bias out, you know, in terms of you wanting him to go back to Minnesota, or maybe you don't now, whatever, try and take the bias out. What is the odds percentage that Kirk Cousins is the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons in 2024? Give me a prediction. I will say maybe 35%. That's high. Okay. I mean, if they open up the if they open up the, the, the wallet, it all depends. You can go where the where the money is. I didn't yeah. know he he liked up in Minnesota. He likes being in that area and driving his minivan and kids are established in school and stuff. But okay. we'll see. Without without please you have to try your best, Ron. Without a long winded answer, what are the odds of Perps's uh prediction of the cousins landing in Pittsburgh? Odds percentage that happens, so perps can close the book on that or, or open the book. Point zero one percent. There you go, perps. Point zero one. That's uh, Ron says. He, he disapproves of that one. Okay, uh, let me go to Travis real quick. Travis, what are the odds you think Bill Belichick is in Atlanta coaching? Is that like a seventy percent thing right at this point? I don't think it could be ninety or hundred. Yeah, I feel like he's okay. And the odds that Kirk Cousins is a, a starting quarterback in in Minnes- in Atlanta. In Atlanta, uh, I'd say that's probably like thirty percent. I think there's I think there's a few guys that can go there if, if Bill goes there. And uh, I'll also just say I really think the Chargers might might go with Harbaugh. Just maybe it's too obvious. I don't know. It just seems like a good fit there. Yeah. Uh, Cousins has, uh, just so people know, Cousins has a no trade clause and cannot be franchise tagged. If anybody was wondering about that, because a lot of these quarterbacks can be franchise tagged. A lot of these wide receivers can be franchise tagged. Baker Mayfield could be, uh, franchise tagged by the Tampa Bay Bucks. So the reason we're not having that conversation is because, um, Cousins has a no trade clause and cannot be franchise tagged. So just wanted to clear that up for anybody that was wondering, um, I think that you know, even though Cousins has said, "Hey, I don't, I don't care about the money. This is more about the fit." I've been very blessed in my life. In so many words, he said to not necessarily need to have to worry about money. Keep in mind that whenever somebody says that, it's about respect and fit, and respect is equated by money. <laughs> so it is going to be about money to a degree. Now we're talking about dollars, like you know, difference in dollars. You know, like maybe like $5 million difference and a huge mega deal. Then, you know, of course, he's not going to let $5 million change the fit. But, I mean, he's certainly not going to take a $10 million, you know, total uh, contract difference or anything like that. So the, the team involved has to want to pay up and pony up. I think I think the Minnesota Vikings are absolutely going to pony up whatever they have to. if Unless there's some kind of... And, you know, maybe I shouldn't say they, they 100% will... That maybe there's like a, the fact that they've wanted to potentially move on from him for two years running, and that again, not right or wrong. I know that some of you would say it's crazy. It's not crazy. It's the truth. They potentially tried to trade up to get AR five. They wanted Anthony Richardson. There was all kinds of rumors about uh, about that. Then there were some some trade rumors near the end of the season before he got injured and tore his Achilles, and then he squashed those by saying that he has a no trade clause. This is when JJ went down. Um, there's still very much, you know, a thought that the Vikings want to move on in some way, shape, or form. 
But players a lot of times get what they want, and JJ's been adamant he wants Kirk Cousins back. That's his boy. The offense has had major success under Kirk Cousins. They, they probably would not come close to throwing for the same amount of yardage, but maybe they're not worried about that. Maybe they want to just have a different feel and build to their team. And maybe they say to themselves, like, Kirk is going to get us so far, but we need to go find a Michael Penix Jr. You know, that's it, a player that I like. I know that they may not like him. You guys may not like him, whatever. But in terms of, like, identifying a player I think could be a difference maker, Bo Nix, maybe they want one of these quarterbacks, Drake May. You could say Drake May, Michael Penix Jr., Drake May, Bo Nix. Uh, one of these quarterbacks that can be a a difference maker, C.J. Stroud to them. If they feel like there's a C.J. Stroud in this draft that that isn't Caleb because they can't, that's not attainable. You can't go get the number one overall pick, really. Um, then they're going to potentially try and I think make that move. Now, does that make does that make Kirk Cousins a like? This is a tough thing for the Vikings, a tough spot for the Vikings to be in though, because when if they wait. And they bank on getting that quarterback. They have to maneuver and get up in that that draft slot that that will most likely get them one of two or three guys, or they're playing with fire. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be forced to have to sign Cousins or or make sure they have a position where they feel very comfortable they can get done what they need to get done. Because that would suck if they didn't sign Cousins and then they walk into the NFL draft and they don't have a shot at getting a good quarterback. You know, because 11 might not get it done. You might get McCarthy, maybe, and there's a chance McCarthy even goes. Like, you know, Penix Jr. is the one that could slip through. I think if you had the 11 overall pick and the Penix Jr. hype doesn't increase, which I think it still could. I know everybody thinks this guy crapped the bed in the championship game, overthrew Odunze, who admitted that he threw a beautiful ball, and Odunze is the one that ran the wrong route. This guy, in my opinion, injury you know, concerns and or, or whatnot is a player that could improve his draft stock with the pro day, you know, combine workout, depending on if the quarterbacks work out, what they do. But but I think Michael Penix Jr. could climb into the top 10, 12, 15 still. He could also fall out of the, the first round entirely. Like, I'm I'm understanding of that. I, I get what time it is. And, and workouts could definitely influence that. But as it stands right now, 11 is potentially a spot that could land you, Michael Penix Jr., and so, you know, we'll have to see, man. This is going to be an interesting NFL draft. Uh, one that's full of wide receivers, quarterbacks, and, and tight end, and a tight end, and Bowers, and a potential other tight, er, tight end or two that could be, you know, significantly good. Th- this is not the draft of running backs, but this is a draft of immense talent at the quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end position. It's going to be a fun NFL draft. Um, Ray G, thank you. Appreciate your update on this one. Uh, Ron, anything else before I let you jump? No, no. I just find it hard that people, some, you know, come in here and say they're diehard Steeler fans, but they settle for mediocrity. Oh well, such is life. They want to blame everything on Pickett. That's fine. Pickett wasn't there five years ago. Five straight playoff losses, and. Uh, the defense didn't, you know, Pickett didn't give up 144 defensive points uh, over those playoff games. Hey, uh, can, so, can I can I do an know, experiment you, without offending? Can I do an experiment without offending you? Go ahead. Um, I'll, okay, I wanna I wanna get a vote on. 
on Kenny Pickett. Let me let me let me just see if people think he's a top. Doesn't matter. Oh, they already did it. They already, they've already been saying it though in the chat. Nobody I know, but I, I want to get I want to get a vote on. So top top twelve QB is that fair, a fair enough question? Is that he hasn't he hasn't good performed job. the top twelve QB. But he also hasn't had a good office, uh, good coaches, or an offensive coordinator either. Okay. After a year and a half of, of playing. Okay. Can I put with coaching, with good coaching? Okay. I, I just want to get. I want to get a sense. I want to get a sense of like how off base I might be. On on. I team. mean, look, look. If you're being unbiased, okay. If you're really being unbiased. Look at what Tomlin has done. With the, the only Super Bowl he won Vote. is with Cowers team, Cowers defensive coordinator, Cowers offensive coordinator, Big Ben. Arians already developed Big Ben, so he didn't have to worry about a quarterback. He hasn't been able to develop a quarterback since. His only outside coach offensive coordinator that he's ever hired was Todd Haley, who was, who was terrible, and him and Big Ben clashed heads. And he hasn't been able to hire any good coaches since. He he's incapable of of developing any type of quarterback. He 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 just can't do it. It's mediocrity when him. Everybody wants to put him on a pedestal. He hasn't had a win. In, he hasn't done it. I mean, that's the basis. Does do I feel like Pickett could be a decent quarterback? Yeah, but not not with the coaching staff that's there. And maybe he needs to go somewhere else because. Tomlin sucks. Tomlin needs to go. All right, let's see what the the live vote is. I got the the poll link pinned in the live chat, and I want to see what the the vote is. This is a live uh, vote on Kenny Pickett, and and I, I was trying to be like without without being like crazy like hard on him or giving him some really lofty expectation. Um, is Kenny Pickett a top twelve QB with good coaching? Question mark. Twelve votes. No. Is that one vote you, Ron? You can be honest. No, I haven't even went in there. I'm okay. not even going to vote. So one, I, I'm curious. One, one vote, yes. I, I, you know, that could be somebody. There's two votes, yes. You know, Ziggy, I, show I me the backyard. Kind of because as long you can put any quarterback on that team, and as long as Tomlin's the coach, and as long as he can't hire good offensive coordinators and coaches um okay. he obviously can't do the defense in the last 144 points in the last five playoff games that's ridiculous um Tomlin's not the guy what, at what point do you point the finger you keep pointing the finger at the players but what at what point i, I got i got i got you I, I got i got you i got you we understand where you're coming from on it i'm just curious if people f- agree with you and I, I i genuinely want to know i don't i don't want to just keep bashing picket i want to know if i'm off base and people are just like ah oh, let smitty rant on it so 22 votes no two votes yes that kenny pickett is a top 12 qb with good coaching I know you think that a lot of people are just, you know, they're not real Steeler ha- fans and they're just thinking Pickett's the problem. I'm not saying that Pickett isn't, or I'm not saying Tomlin's not a problem, but Tomlin, part of why Tomlin's a problem is because he doesn't understand that Pickett's not the answer to a Super Bowl. Like, I don't think Pickett is winning a Super Bowl. I'd almost bet my life on it. Tomlin doesn't have a losing season. 
It doesn't matter. A regular season doesn't matter. I'd rather have Power back, who had losing seasons, but had a had a winning playoff record and, and had more AFC North titles. I'd rather have him as a, as a coach because he was better. And then Tomlin, who can't win a playoff game, can't win the big games. I don't yeah, care okay. how many games you win in the regular season. I know you don't. I know you don't. Matter. I'm talking about Pickett, though. I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about Pickett. I'm just ta- talking about Pickett. I'm just talking about Pickett. I, I get. I get what you're saying. Kenny Pickett has not been given the the, and we see it all the time. Not just with Pickett, but we see it with other quarterbacks well, that actually might be good, or they went to a different team and 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 their potential because of the landing spot. And you you talk about the landing spot a lot. But under this system, on Tomlin... Okay, but 92%, but 92% of people say with good... And I preface that. With good coaching, he's not top 12 quarterback. I'm just saying that, like, maybe, Ron, you're a little higher on Pickett than you probably should be. I don't blame you. You're, you're a Steeler fan. You're going to see it a little bit differently. But, you know, I think similar to, like... I, I think he's similar to Baker. Like, could you get into a playoff hunt... Can you win and and get into the playoffs because Tomlin's good during the regular season? Yeah. Could you maybe win one game like Jared Goff? And maybe Jared Goff and the Lions win another game. I'm hoping that. I'll be cheering for it. But are you Jared Goff or are you Baker Mayfield good if Pickett has the right coaching? Maybe. Maybe. Like that's where he that's where his ceiling value is. But I think we can all agree, I, I believe we can all agree that the winner of the Super Bowl twenty twenty four is not going to be Jared Goff. It wasn't going to be Baker. It wasn't going to be Kenny Pickett. It wasn't going to be Tua Tagovailoa. It probably wasn't going to be Stafford. But man, I mean, the Rams are so unpredictable and good that you never, never know. Really, he could definitely. He's won one before, so he definitely could. But it, it's going to be Lamar. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, or could have been Josh Allen. And while it could be Brock Purdy, it's really going to be Christian Purdy McCaffrey. Here. It's Christian McCaffrey that's going to win that. But I don't think any of these other teams that have Pickett, Baker, had anything close to this talent level, obviously. So I, I, I just don't think Pickett's ever going to win you even one playoff game. I, I'm not saying it's not Tomlin's fault. It's Tomlin's fault for not knowing that. But 26, 92.9% of people do not believe Pickett's even a top 12 quarterback if he's got good coaching. We haven't even playoffs with him on the team. He's had one, not even, not even, not even a total. I don't need to see him in the playoffs. Seven games yet playing. I don't need to see him in the playoffs. I don't think he's got the talent to do it. I don't know. Um, it is. It is what it is. He doesn't have the games behind him, and he doesn't have. He's never had the coaching behind him with a good offensive coordinator. He's never had that. He so a good, a good, a good question here is Ron. What coach do you want then? Like, how are you going to replace Tomlin though? How are you going to get a better coach than Tomlin? Like, look at this coaching board. It's a good question. What coach? What coach bring in, here? Bring in, go, go get Jimmy Harbaugh. Bring him in. He's yeah, but, the next okay. He knows how to uh, okay. quarterback. Take Bring Bel- him in. And, and, wouldn't that be awesome to have the Harbaugh brothers and the AFC North going at each other okay. twice a year? Or sure. Three times? Take Harbaugh and Belichick off the board, though. Is there somebody that you'd rather have besides Harbaugh and Belichick off this board over Tomlin? And it's okay if you do. I'm just Bruce curious. Ben Johnson. Bruce Arians. I would love to have Arians. 
I'd love, I'd love, I'd love for Tony Dungy to come out. He's an ex Steeler player and and, and, and coaches the Steelers. Any I, I, of those guys. I, I got to put Pierce. Why didn't I put Pierce on here yet? Pierce is locked and loaded. Now, here's, here's, here's a trivia question for you. Has there ever ever been an NFL winning Super Bowl coach to ever go to another team and win the Super Bowl with a different team? Um, that's a good question, isn't it? I, I mean, I know it's on the tip of my. Well, what's the answer, Ron? No. Okay, that's why. I, that's why I couldn't find it. That's why I was on the tip of my tongue and I couldn't find it. No, you can't. I just I'll just say this quick that I understand coaching is a huge deal and you might and I, I think Tom and shelf life with the Steelers has just run its course I think you could go somewhere else and be decent but uh, long story short Pickett like has weapons that other quarterbacks would dream of having like he does not have bad weapons and he hasn't shown much of anything with the weapons I understand the coaching and you know it's a big deal but like you know, with those weapons, you should see a spark now and then. And I just, I, I just haven't seen it. I could be wrong. I'm not trying to start an argument, but that's yeah, just kind of the way Travis, I think it. But, but Big Ben had those same, same weapons. He had tunnel weapons. And did they ever get He's a back to the Super Bowl after in 2011? 2011 is when I agree he with you on Tomlin. I'm not a huge Tomlin fan. I think it's. Shelf life is done. Belichick so. owned Tom. Every playoff game, Tom Belichick owned him. Belichick is. I just think is both things can be like okay. Yeah, better than Tom. Hang, hang tight for me. Hang tight for me. I, I got two super chats, and then I got to get over to TJ, who's been been uh, hanging on the line for a while. Uh, let me go over to Purpose's two super chats, dropping two super chats like a monster. Uh, uh, Perps is the one that said that. Ron, what coach would you pick then? I, I knew I saw that somewhere, and I, it was Perps' super chat. So that's a great super chat. Um, and Ron, you can answer that question again. Aside from Belichick and Harbaugh, pick one on here. Johns, Ben Johnson, uh, Munkin, Vrabel, uh, and Bo Callahan to Pittsburgh as the next QB. Bo Callahan. Yeah, they, hey, you know. I think he's a bust. You know, I heard no one went to his birthday party, which is you know. I'll, I'll tell you what I thought that was what I thought that was one of the dumbest things I had ever heard. Uh, when I watched that movie the first time through, I thought to myself, "This is a stupid premise." Like, oh, no one went to Bo's birthday party. Dun 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 dun. Why are we drafting this man? Oh my god! But like, the more you do think about it, it is a potential. Like, you know, it's not something, I don't know, it's not it's something wild. that would have been as hardcore definitive for, for a team like it was in the in the movie. I love the movie, though. I watched Draft Day. Whenever well, the NFL yeah. draft is coming up, I watched it on repeat for like a week straight right before. I, I love the movie. But I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, that's stupid. That's absolutely stupid. Don't but forget, Don't forget the playbook, the $100 in the back of the playbook. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was ridiculous, too. The Marcus Russell. And then quarterback Brian Drew. <laughs> Uh, it was the second response that Brian Drew mailed it back to them and said, save this for when I win you the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, some of that was really stupid, but I love the movie. I love the movie. But it, it is there is something to, 
too like character you know evaluation but like come on there's a lot of divas you can't play that game here or you're not drafting anybody super, uh, super chat 20 dollar hauler from perps without big ben the steelers were not who they were or who they thought they were thank you for the the uh, some total over 50 dollar hauler alert alert we have a 50 dollars plus super chatter in the house the steelers haven't been it for a long, long time. Hey, hey, Ron. There's something you've been there's something you've been wanting me to do on this channel for quite some time, and I'm going to need your assistance with it. So, can you say something positive about Kenny Pickett real quickly for me? Who me? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to say something positive? There's a certain something you've been wanting me to create on this this uh, channel for so, some time now. A little uh, scene and button to press, and I've created it, and I need some content to know in order to press it. So, can you give me something very ambitious and positive about Kenny Pickett, if you don't mind? Kenny Not hard. Pickett, I mean, he, he has all the attributes. Toilet take, Ron. Toilet take. Here, listen to one more time, Ron. Not, I don't have to play the whole thing, but here it is for you. You've been wanting it for a while. It's a, it's obscenely long. But probably, I made it that way on purpose because if someone gives us such a garbage take, and I'm not necessarily saying yours was that garbage, but That's cool. uh, but 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 I want it to be ob- obscenely long. <laughs> what? There's, there's, there's another one. He, there's another. There's another meme he had to make eventually. The 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 smitty bandwagon one. Okay. Uh, no, Smitty, it was Matt O's question. I can't take credit for Matt O to the moon. Thank you, uh, Perps, for the $20 chop. Alert. Super chat alert. All right, uh, Ron, I'll see you later, pal. Yeah, we might. We might. We're going to go on the Dynasty channel later, so hang out, maybe. All right. All right, later. Uh, uh, Travis, anything else? Then I'm going to go to TJ. Travis, anything else? No, I'll see you on the dynasty channel. All right, later, bro. TJ, I'm sorry about the wait, bro. Later. You've been there for a while. Thanks, Travis. Uh, what can I do for you? Hey, Smitty. So uh, I currently have CMC on my dynasty team, and every 49ers game I watch, I just I cringe every time he gets tackled or hit or even just gets a handoff. But I was wondering, you think I should trade him for, like, uh, 108 and 208 this year. For say say the trade again. Uh, CMC for 108 and 208. Uh, 108 and 208 CMC, it, and that's a rookie pick in a in a super flex or non super flex. Oh uh, yeah, super flex dynasty. Okay. Uh, 108 and 208 and 1.08. Uh. 
So my my answer is no. That's not enough. CMC is the way I would look at CMC, bro. Unfortunately, and this isn't like what you probably want to hear because you're not going to get what you want out of him. He he's a ride it until the wheels fall off, or you get somebody that's going to overvalue him and give you like the one point two or something. You can't you can't trade CMC for anything less than like the one point two because when you think about it in a dynasty startup draft. He's probably in a dynasty startup draft, round one, round two. He's probably still going around one in in certain circles that are valuing the now. Like he's still in a dynasty startup, even with one, maybe one and a half years, a top, you know, you're going to win your league that year one, potentially. So absolutely not enough. 1.8 is, is laughable. To okay. be to be frank, what if it was like 108 Mayer or I mean Michael Mayer Meyer whatever? Still no. Uh, Michael Mayer, the tight end. No, he's not enough. I I like okay. him a lot. He's a, but the tight end pool is so deep. He's not. He's a prospect. He's not anything like locked and should get you CMC. You, you need to go get like a crafty trade. Probably won't be unless you get the 1.2. You know, you could argue the 1.3. Obviously, the 1.1, like, these have to be in the conversation. I'm not even... 1.4, just think about Quentin Johnston, bro. That's maybe what you're getting. I'm not saying you're not going to have the insight to get the guy at 1.4 when everybody else won't, but that's not... You know, unless it's MHJ, Bowers, Neighbors, JD5. I guess if you need a quarterback and it's super flex, it could potentially be the 1.4... Because you're getting like JD5 and Caleb, potentially, you could even maybe push this to the 1.5 in Superflex because this is JD5, this is Caleb, um, and I don't think you can assume at this point that any more than two quarterbacks are going to be very much uh, worth this, This uh, let me put JD5 here, so JD5, Caleb, uh, Neighbors, um, Neighbors, uh, you've got uh, uh, um, no, uh, we don't know though. That's what I'm saying. Only two QBs should get the nod yet because of landing spot. So you you've got Bowers, um, Bowers and MHJ. So these are like your these are your. I I could see trading CMC Mm -hmm. for Caleb or JD five in a super flex if they were in great landing spots, and I think you can only assume two QBs will be in great landing spots. So that's probably like where my head's at. 1.4, 1.4, I prefer okay. 1.4, not 1.5. The only other crafty, creative thing you could maybe do is is try and go hardcore at one of these doubted quarterbacks right now, like Jalen Hurts right now. Jalen Hurts is plummeting in value. And not to mm. say that his dynasty owner, especially in a super flex, is going to be that down on him, but he might be more attainable than you think. And if you could trade a CMC and maybe even something um, that's significant, mm. You know, maybe you got who's your quarterback? Ha, I have Russell Wilson, Gino, and Pickett. You're in trouble, bro. Uh, well, yeah, damn, bro, damn, that's 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 rough. You kind of you kind of need that. Can you get can you get like a one point four and something for CMC? Maybe like that would be. Uh, I could uh, do both. Yeah. One point. I mean, oh, I would do one. Yes, if you could get a chan and like a pick though. You know, yeah, okay. if you could do A-chan this, if you could get A-chan in like a, a JD5 or A-chan at a Penix Jr., that might be the the route to go. There's some risk involved in that, but it's worth taking, I think. 
Especially if you if you don't think you okay, could yeah. win with CMC. How did you finish this past year? With CMC, how did you finish? Uh, I made it to the playoffs, but I was the first on an exit. Yeah. All right, bro. Yeah. I was, I was top four in point four. Man. Yeah. I'd definitely go after A-Chain in a, in a pick for sure to try and get that quarterback spot filled. You need a quarterback bad. All right, later, bro. Okay. Uh, uh, thank you, Zinni. Yeah. Red, Red, you're live. 27 to 4. Four, on, four? Like, no offense to, to pick it, but four votes? Who's who's voting top 12? It's interesting to get an unbiased take with a poll. Nobody's attached to it. They don't feel like they can't speak their mind. Four votes, 87 point. I'm surprised it went into the 80s. 87% Kenny Pickett is not a top 12 quarterback with good coaching, but interesting poll nonetheless. Uh, Red, I'm good. What can I do for you, Red? Red to the moon. No, I'm not, man. Just calling in. Ain't calling in a while. What'd you say about Bills games? Yeah, what'd you what'd you think of it? Man, they played hard. I mean, they had a lot of chances, especially when I fumbled one in the end zone. They stood down my three. I thought they could have got something going with that, but I mean, Kansas they just played. I mean, Kelsey finally showed up for the first time all season. Yeah, like, they just they just played a good game. Like I just I don't know how the why the Bills can't just beat Kansas City, but I mean. It's just they get so close and they still can't close it out. And then that missed uh, catch by Diggs just didn't help anything out either. Went straight through his hands. I mean, they just played a good game. It was just, they just the better team. Yeah. I don't know. I, I keep looking at that daggum. Uh, I keep reading on those uh, on, on those websites about how Bill Belichick is supposed to be the Atlanta Falcons coach, which. I think it's a terrible idea, but I mean, he is—he is a Super Bowl winning champion coach. But I don't see him doing anything with the run game. But could be wrong. Well, you know? I, I think we need to be a little fair to Bill, in that Bill has had fantastic running backs in his day, and he's also struggled with it. Most recently, he struggled with it, like misusing yeah. Stevenson's a concern. But I think we got to remember that that Stevenson was great for a little while. <laughs> Not just a little while. Like he was he was he was fantastic. He Stevenson under Bill Belichick was considered a top 5 to 10 fantasy running back monster with capability of being inside the 1 to 5 conversation from time to time. Like and he's nowhere near the talent that Bijan is. So we got to I think pump the brakes a little bit on the absolute that that Bill Belichick is the the disaster and unraveling of of Bijan. The key component is does he know the quarterback position or does he not? Because having Tom Brady all those years made everybody just assume this man knows talent at the quarterback position. But quite honestly, Tom Brady was not the starter. He They lucked out. Tom Brady went in because of injury. And Bill Belichick just, I think, relished in that glory. And we've seen him struggle with putting a good quarterback on the field for quite some time now. And it hasn't been one year. It's been multiple years. It's it's repetitive, bad decision-making and evaluation and recognition. His pattern recognition for what, what is a good quarterback is ridiculous. If he brings Jimmy Garoppolo in, which is one rumor, and it's just a rumor. It's nothing to do with Bill. It's just somebody cooking up something that got picked up and people kept talking about it. But like if Bill was to bring in, let's say, Jimmy then we're here to have a big, huge panic discussion. Like, how panicked are we, etc. But if they bring in somebody like, if they bring in someone like Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, 
one of the rookies, and I mean top four or five rookie quarterbacks, maybe even a McCarthy, potentially number six or whatever, but a top six rookie or Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins, then I think we have zero concerns because we've seen Bill produce very well in 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 terms of his RBs. You know what I mean? Like it ha- It's not like he's a disaster at the RB position. Like we've seen very good production before. I, I just think we got to I mean, be I very well. Standpoint, He's but like I just think the Falcons need to run more of a West Coast offense. You know, more more more, more of the option, more 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 the mobile quarterback. And I just don't see Belichick being able to run a West Coast. He, he's more he's more of a pocket passing quarterback. What ways what his schemes go? I mean, he, he, he's a defensive um, coordinator for God's sake. That's it's, it's his bread and butter's defense. But I think if they, they can get an, o, an OC that's more of a West Coast style and, and give the Falcons a chance to do that double option, triple option, and get a mobile quarterback where we can actually get out of the scheme, they can start something. I mean, you, you look at Falcons' best time besides Matt Ryan, but you, you look at uh, Falcons' quarterbacks in the past, you look at, you look at Vic, you look at uh, – I forget the 90s quarterback was. But they just need to run more of a – more of a West Coast style, be able to get out of the pocket, be able to make more yardage, be able to make something out of, out of what they have, with the targets they have, you know? Like, they're a fast team. But I just don't see Belichick bringing in someone who, who who can kind of, an OC that can really navigate the he, way Belichick would want his team he to might, be. He he's might, not going to want. He might, though, bro. He might be at an age where he's like, I need to bring in some other decision makers, and he recognizes this. We got a lot. There's a lot of moving parts to it. I don't think we can jump to conclusions. But I do agree, like, if Bill Belichick signs somewhere else, I might have a like in all honesty a, a big deep breath of fresh air, you know, and be like, Whew. yeah. I mean, so, uh, so the Chargers, I mean, that'd be the best place for him to go. So the Chargers. I I hear that, but here here's Stevenson, you know, here's Stevenson's production. So he's had 133 attempts, 210 attempts, um, and then uh, of course it's this 2022 season that really he he exploded in. Uh, but receiving wise, his receptions, 69 receptions, 421, a touchdown, uh, and five touchdowns. Bijan would crush with 210, uh, you know, to 240 on the on the ground attempt wise. That's fine. You know, five and a half yards per carry, 10 touchdowns on the ground. And this 67, 69 receptions would probably be in the 70 to 80. Like he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll have a total of 15 scores, 14, 15 scores. 70 plus receptions, uh, 11, 1200 yards minimum, and like I said, 14, 15 total touchdowns. I think that's what we can expect, you know. And not to mention, he's going to be so much better, so the efficiency is going to be up. I, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about what could happen. It's just all about quarterback, bro. He's got to have a quarterback. I just think that like they're going to keep Ritter though. That that that's the biggest thing for me. Well, we'll see. There's a lot I, of what ifs. Don't... Yeah, a lot of what ifs though. We don't know. Like well, if that's true, you're you're right. That? We'll be panicked. But like we we don't know. We we can't really yeah. say definitively anything about Bill yet because we don't know what in the hell they're going to do. We'll have to see. I agree to standpoint, but I, who's that Michigan quarterback? Was it Mc, McCarthy? McCarthy. Or, uh, his name. McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. I think if if they trade up and get him. Perhaps you know because he he does have speed on him. They don't need to trade um, up. They don't need to trade up to hit to get him, bro. He's they're picking at eight. You know that you're gonna have Caleb go. Oh, you're gonna have. I think he's going in six. What? I think he's gonna go in like 
the way the draft projection looking like he's going to be sixth I, round. But why? He, he didn't Last even he didn't even play well. Round. He didn't even play well in the national championship game. There was some hype before the national championship game that he could like if he you know he had this huge game or something could climb up. If he climbs up, that's great news. Yeah. That means that Bo Nix is there at eight. That means Michael Penix Jr. is for sure there at eight. That means that JD five might yeah. even like. I do believe three quarterbacks go in the top like eight. But the Atlanta Falcons will have a, de- a, a very decent shot at getting one of the big three, maybe at least one of the big four, and, and certainly one of the big five. But you never know. I mean, look, the Giants, the 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 uh, the Giants, the Patriots, the Chicago Bears, and the Washington Commanders could all go quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it really could. It could go one, two, three, um, four. Five, but you still have McCarthy or Penix Jr. or Bo Nix in there. So, no, like worst case scenario, you think, they're getting one. Yeah, I, well, I'm trying to think. Like, you think they can offer? Like, because I'm still hoping on Justin Fields. I, I know it's probably a pipeline. It's probably still a, a, a little dream of mine. But if they give him, if Falcons give him a second round and then and tra- and try to put Ritter in the deal somewhere or, or try to offer off one of the uh, for the who AD, uh, for who uh, for. Fields. They're not getting, you're not fields. getting fields for a second-round pick? I'm saying, but you add more to Add a Tyler, or the Tyler Algier. No, bro. Who's that backup running back from Atlanta? I can't remember his name. Bro, F- um, Fields is going to cost way more than a second-rounder in Algier. And, yeah, Fields is costing first-round talent. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm off base, bro, but we'll see what happens. Remember how... how and was I wrong though? Was I wrong? But remember how off base I was that I said as soon as Lamar Jackson was franchise tag, he was gone because 10 teams yeah. are going to jump in and scoop him up. Nobody did. And I was wrong. But was I wrong? No, because these teams are idiots mm-hmm. for not thinking that Lamar Jackson would take them to a Super Bowl. I, I've never said Lamar is my number one quarterback. I'm not claiming that now. But Lamar Jackson was the best available quarterback we've seen in a long, long time. And he was free. And when I say free, he cost little fictionary draft picks. It didn't even amount to anything. Yeah. You don't know what they are. They're fiction. They're fairy dust. Poof. They don't exist. You could have given up two draft picks, fairy dust draft picks, to go get this guy Lamar. And nobody did it. Nobody. So, yeah, I look like a fool at the end of the day because to me, it was a lock that he was as good as gone the moment they franchise-tagged him, especially on the lower tender. I couldn't believe my eyes. But I can tell you this, and I might be wrong again on Fields, but, bro, Fields is, you're not getting Fields for a second-rounder. You know how I know that? Because all these teams that need a quarterback would gladly give up a second-rounder for Fields and throw in Algiers and all kinds of players. Fields is going to cost a boatload, bro. He's going to cost a boatload. Yeah. I just I don't know, man. I'm just I'm, I'm talking to my team, and it's just I, I don't know. It, it just since what was it 2016, like it just feels like we we can't get over the hump anymore. It, it just feels like ever since 2016, it's just been a constant just despair of, of just bull malarkey. You yeah. Know? Like, so let me ask you a question: You wouldn't trade the number eight overall for Justin Fields because that's what it's going to take, bro. That, you're not getting them for a second round. You're not, you're not getting them for three second round picks, bro. You're not. It's not going to happen. You're giving up an eight. How high? 
I think I think it would come down to honestly. It, 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 Why uh, wouldn't you do that? What, what, what year is Phil on his, on his on his contract right now? What year is he in? But but why? I'm just I'm just cur- curious. Is contract related for you? Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I mean, if, if his contract's on his last year, you know, it kind of, it kind of, I mean, a second round pick and, and, well, and, 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 well, and, bro, and a decent running back would be. It, you you would sign him to a brand new deal potentially when you make the trend. As soon as the deal's done, like the the trades announced or the yeah. contract is announced at the same time, uh, Fields' contract is as follows: uh, he's a free agent um, in twenty twenty six. Obviously, you've got that 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 option year, so th- there's still time. I mean, yeah. you still potentially have uh, this 2024 season and 2025, and then you could franchise tag him, but you keep him very unhappy. Yeah. But you 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 would probably me- you would probably do a long term deal in conjunction with the trade, most likely. But bro, you wouldn't give up this number eight overall pick for Fields in a millisecond. Like you, you, you wouldn't even. You're, you're I mean, hesitating. If, if it was, if it was my choice, then I, I would, I would take Fields in the first round, 100. percent But like, I just don't, I, I don't see the Falcons being that. With, 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 with the coaching staff and the, and the manager that is right now, I don't see them taking the chances. I mean, hell, you look last year with Deshaun Watson. They, they, they once gave a kitchen sink for Deshaun Watson, and, and that would have, you know, that would have bit us in the ass pretty bad, you know. I, I give like I give up I give up the eight overall pick in a heartbeat. If you threw Justin Fields into this draft, he would go number one or number two overall. So like the, you got to equate it properly and understand the value of Fields. I think is and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe maybe it, look, it, it, I was not, wrong on Lamar, even though I wasn't wrong. I was wrong on my assessment of what other people yeah. thought of him. Clearly, so anything can happen, bro. Maybe these owners are sleeping at the I'm wheel. Not I, 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 just, I, I think number that... two overall pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I, I agree with you. It's just I, I just know how the Falcons work. You know what I mean? Like I, I have a lot of people with Falcons for a long time, and they 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 are not good at, at, at judging the long term game. It's always just the right now. You know what I mean? May, and I think feels to be a, a maybe, but bro, you got you guys had you had you had number eight overall pick. You know, consistently, it's you know it's Kyle Pitts. Yeah. It's Drake London, it's Bijan Robinson. I, I believe all were taken at eight, right? <laughs> or or two, yeah. two two of them were eight. I forget if they were all. Well, no, Pitts was four, right? Pitts was four. Uh, London was eight. I thought London was, I thought London was twelve. No, I think London was number eight overall. I think right. Ziggy, mm-hmm. what draft selection was Drake London? In the 2022 NFL Draft, Drake London was drafted eighth overall by the Atlanta Falcons. Ziggy off eight overall. Okay. So you had you had Kyle Pitts, I believe, yeah. was four. You had Drake London, who was eight. You had Bijan, who was eight, and now you have the eight overall pick again. Uh, I think you're selling your team yeah. short a little bit in terms of not viewing future value. Those are three cornerstone pieces. You need a quarterback, bro. And Fields at number for number eight overall. If, if Fields were on the board and you were on the clock at number eight, you'd be clamoring over Justin Fields. Granted, you get the rookie contract. Yeah. That's all something to factor in. Obviously, you can't compare apples to apples here, but certainly worth the the price of admission. And honestly, it's it's the only way to it's the only way to go. You mix that up with with a, a Ben Johnson as your head coach, and bro, you know, bring in this Detroit Lions. You know, mastermind Ben Johnson, or or bring in potentially a Todd Munkin 
who dealt with yeah, and created a whole Munkin. offense and shoved Lamar Jackson into it this year. Munkin installed a whole new system, and Lamar's doing what Lamar's doing right now. I, I love how Munkin gets some hate for some reason. You take Munkin and you put him in this Atlanta Falcons situation, you give him a running quarterback mm-hmm. that he can he can do similar things with. Good God, man. It's a it's a recipe for amazingness. All right, Red, I got to go, bro. Appreciate you. I'll be live on the Dynasty channel later, pal. All right, brother. Thank you. All right, later. Um, you know, good conversation, good debate. Pickett, uh, Theo says he voted for Pickett, but was just joking. So it looks like it was in the 90%. Uh, there's always somebody that's got to mess with the vote. They can't let a vote be a vote. They got to come in and, and, and mess with the vote, Theo. You couldn't just naturally figure out where Pickett is valued. You had to come in and screw it up. Uh, I appreciate you, Theo, but... Uh, I probably have to buy a membership for it to be open again. I'll, I don't know what you're saying there, Birdman. Birdman, appreciate you. All right, I'm out of here. Appreciate every single one of you. Um, Gibbs to the moon. St. Brown to the freaking moon. Legend has it if you say St. Brown three times in the dark in the bathroom, you will immediately lose your league. Three, two, one, zero. Uh, Southwest with a a four-month membership says late one or two and a three gets fields. New deal hurts. Um, I, no, I mean, for first, yeah, late first could maybe get him, but no seconds for Fields. There's no way Fields is going to get a lot more than that, especially with these QB teams. You never know, bro. I could be off base on what actually happens versus what should happen. That's a lot of times when I'm wrong on these NFL draft landing spots or decisions or whatever. Sometimes I'm using logic and these teams aren't. I'm not trying to be arrogant and say I I know what the hell I'm doing over every single team or something, but I swear to you, you give me an organization, I'll either burn it to the ground in one or two years or I'll have you a championship in one or two years. It will be one of the two. I'm kind of like a Josh Allen when it comes to my fantasy football GMing uh, decision-making. I'm a maverick. I'll throw a couple picks, but I'm going to absolutely hit some home runs. And and I, I, I would absolutely have had Lamar Jackson on my team. If I was the Falcons last year, decision maker, we would have had Lamar Jackson on the team. Two first rounders. What are you doing? Two fiction, fictionary characters. Pixie dust. Nothing burgers for free. Lamar Jackson was free. Pixie dust. That's what a draft pick is. You don't know what it is. It's a nothing burger. Poof. You don't know what it is. It could, they could both blow up in your face and be a nothing. The teams dropped the ball. Every team in the National Football League, 31 teams. Well, teams with quarterbacks didn't drop the ball. But but every single team without a quarterback. <laughs> All 31 teams dropped the ball because he was cheap. You could have flipped that like a house if you wanted to. But there are teams that dropped the ball on this across the board. Every single quarterback needy team dropped the ball. Lamar was free. He was free. I'll see you all potentially tonight on the Dynasty channel. Hit that thumb up button on the way out the door. Appreciate you. Perps, appreciate all the, the droppage tonight. 
Perps dropping fire. Uh, Kevin with the $2 hauler to start it all off. Kevin, standing ovation for the first super chat of the evening. I have I have not done that yet. Um, I guess I'm crying because of the Bills loss. Standing ovation. Appreciate you, Kevin, for dropping the super chat. Ray G, $20 hauler. Superfish, $10 hauler. Perps dropping uh, $100 on the stream tonight. Perps to the freaking... To Saturn. Perps to Saturn. Perps, you're you're amazing. Perps to the to the moon. I'll see you all tonight for the Dynasty live stream. If you have not subscribed to the Dynasty channel yet, please subscribe to the Dynasty channel. Here's the link to the Dynasty channel. I'm dropping it right this very second. And I don't know if I had any other uh, potential uh, memberships. Uh, Ray G celebrated seven spot drafted Gibbs, A Chain, Dell, and Devontae Smith. Nice job. Blackbeard dropped his membership. I got Southwest membership message. Don't be a bass and miss the like button. Um, I think I did read that earlier. So thank you guys for dropping that. Thank you for being YouTube exclusive members. Thank you for per- to Perps for dropping gifted memberships all the time to help you guys become gifted members. And if you want to get your own gifted membership, make sure you click on the memberships on your YouTube app. Click the tab memberships and, and for for a small two bucks a month you can become a member of the channel and get the green uh green name and all the emojis everybody drop a stroud emoji in the live chat on your way out the door i'll see you all on the dynasty channel later appreciate every single one of you congrats to the lions and the chiefs tonight thanks perps thanks huffman thank you uh stall for being here travis road the vault uh woods appreciate you um, great Scott in the building. DeBalt, thank you, DeBalt, DeBalt to the moon. Um, George from the Bay, Blackbeard, my mod squad up in this mug. Um, thank you, Southwest. Thank you, Matt O, Birdman. Hybrids in the building. Brandon C, Superfish. Huffman, I think I said already. Uh, Ra- Raphael, appreciate you. Uh, big love in the building. Ralph, appreciate you. Watch out for my boy, JJ. Appreciate you. Uh, Chosen, appreciate you. Uh, Liz B, great PD. Braun, Perps, DeBalt, all you. Appreciate you. See you all on the Dynasty channel in just a little bit. Make sure you're subscribed to the Dynasty channel. I'll drop the link one more time. We're going live tonight on it. We're going live every night. On the Dynasty channel. So subscribe up. Legend has it. If you say St. Brown three times in the dark in the bathroom. You will immediately lose your league. 